Hi, welcome to the podcast, episode 30, Spartans in Pajamas podcast. I just went click, fuck it, going straight in. Because okay, I know. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey. <laughs> hey. It's me and Dolph again. Don't keep going to the just fine. <laughs> no, you want that. Like well, you choke on small object, you gag on large. Give it a. Uh, Alright, oh, well. okay. Um, in the end, aside. In your end. Uh, hey. Me. Alright, go on then. In your end, oh. We're going to get straight into this short oh. quotation mark one. Yeah, last one was short. We still managed to get nearly an hour, like, two hours out of the bathroom. Nearly two hours. So, uh, yeah. oh, first one's me. Um, do you sell fags here, bruv? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've never seen this guy before. I'm, I'm assuming chavvy. He was very chavvy. So he's, he's asking me, he's like, oh, do you sell fags here, bruv? I'm like, unfortunately not. We've not sold fags in the pub since the smoking ban was about going on nearly 10 years ago. Probably more than that, isn't it? This is kind of like the, 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 the sequel to Guy Smokes in the fucking pub at mine. You have, mm. oh, mate, do you sell fags here, bruv? <laughs> oh, wait, he gets better. <laughs> so so he asked me, he asked me if he sells fags. And I asked him, we haven't done fags since the smoking ban. He's like, oh, where's, where's, the, where's, where's the place that sells fags around here? So there's literally a shop, literally across the road, go literally down, a minute down the road, on the right or paper shop, they'll sell fags for you. He's like, oh, if I give you 20 quid, you get, get some for me. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I can't leave the bar. And he's like, oh, you're fucking lazy, you are. Not getting me fags. I'm like, what? You're asking me to get the fags. Who's the fucking lazy one here? <laughs> I love it. I love it. This entitlement on a whole fucking level. By the way, for our American listeners, if we have American listeners, fags are the English colloquial slang for cigarettes. Mm. Not homosexuals. Although they can no. be called that as well, but that's more of an American thing. Yeah, the colloquialism for cigarettes just tends to be fags. Yeah. As do... <laughs> Get, uh, here, I, I'm too lazy to go to the shop, so I'm going to give you 20 quid to fuck off to the shop. They call you lazy when I don't do it myself. Pretty much. Fucking hey. There's, there's, there's one guy who was just, um, I was behind him, he kind of put his head, head, head in his hand as in, I was like, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> I as, the... if, as, as if, did I actually hear that right? He's, yeah. He's calling me lazy when he's asking the bar staff to go get his fags for him. Well, he's probably barred from shop down the road, and that's why he's like, oh, I can't do it. Well, I so said, if you don't want to go, I said, there's, it's like, I said, there's literally a shop down the road, or you want to, you found a little bit of exercise, there's another shop <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit further down on, um, down near the co-op. You're calling me fat, bruv. No, I'm not. I'm calling <laughs> you fucking lazy, you tight bastard. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, though. I, I love it. I mean, yeah. it's been bank holiday weekend here. Uh, I must admit, there's not been that much in the way that I can remember that was actually any good. I, I fucking just plowed through it with my head down. Uh... <laughs> mm. <laughs> I didn't you end over there if you want. Um, but I, I, it was just, just such a, a tiring weekend. I didn't really take in any daftness. There probably no, was daftness, you, of course. but You don't intend taking daftness when you're working hard. For yeah. the man. Uh, okay. Working hard for the money. Yeah, uh, next one is also mine. The chicken and bacon salad. Yeah, this um kind of made me a bit of a giggle. So these two ladies went to a bar. Wanted, they both wanted a chicken bacon salad. One wanted um, no cucumber, because apparently she didn't like cucumber. Right, understandable. So, yeah, because, you know, cucumber is not 
to everyone's palate, shall we say. I like cucumbers. So they also, they also had, I think it was, uh, I think there's two cakes. One had lemon, one didn't. Again, you know, choice. So I took the two salads out, asked them to want any mayonnaise, any French dressing, a salad cream, that kind of thing. You know, the usual stuff you do when you're trying to upsell shit. And yep. so I took the food out. They said, thank you. I came back and checked on about five minutes later, asking if all the food was okay. They said it was fine. So it got a bit busy in the bar, so I didn't actually get a chance to clear the tables at the table, clear their plates at the table. So I bid them a I bid them goodbye as they left because they went walked past the bar, and finished there, went down, and one salad bowl was completely empty. The other salad bowl still had the salad in it. She just picked the chicken and bacon. That was it. <laughs> and so I was thinking, you know, we do sell bacon and chicken as little small sides extras, you know. If you just want chicken and bacon, yeah, she she didn't touch any of the salad. She just put the chicken and bacon out. So it was about an eight pound ish dish, but it was like two for your head on deal. Like it's like two for ten. Yeah. So what was basically a technically like a, like a five pound dish? She could have got the same amount of what she ate for about about a pound fifty less because we sell. I think it's like uh, I think two slices of bacon is like one pound twenty five, and I think a chicken breast is like two fifty. Well, I mean, you did some brilliant marketing there because her ignorance fucking yeah. made more money for you guys, and she was a twat. Yeah. Mm. I took her to the chef and says, "Um, she liked the salad." She's like, "Why is that?" I, said, I don't know. She didn't fucking touch it. She had she had the chicken and bacon. Though. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Although we've got what you call it. <laughs> this is reminding. <laughs> so we have a local jazz band in first Sunday of the month in our pub, mm. and it packs out. With the the best and the worst of the jazz community fandom, and there's like one set of people, and they have sandwiches, doorstop sandwiches. Now okay. some of them have it with one slice of bread. Some of them just have. Can I have a, a ham sandwich? No bread. Ham <laughs> ham. Yeah. It comes with like potatoes and salad, and that's all they have. And it's like, fuck it, we're charging you for a sandwich because you you're a bell end. <laughs> then the best thing is they came in late as well, and it's like, can we order some food? And it's like, no, because the kitchen shut like fifteen minutes ago. And it's like, but we booked in. It's like, but you're late. I'm like. Oh, well, there was trap roadworks and that. And it's like, well, you need to ring us. Well, can, can we not get food at all then? It's like, well, we've got crisps, pork pie, and nuts. You do pork pies? Oh, yeah, yeah, we do pork pies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only, like, standard pork pie. We don't do, like, crazy fillings or anything. No, but even still. Yeah. And I think just... the best thing we do is um, crackling. I think it's the best thing in my circle second thing we do is crackling. Yeah. I, he was just like so dismayed. It's like well, it's on you to let us know. We thought you weren't fucking coming. But that's the kind of like shit we have to deal with. Hmm. Well, if you're yeah, gonna be late, let us. If you're gonna be late, let us know, or you lose your table. Well, I mean, this Sunday is Jazz Sunday again, so it's gonna be a real pain in the dick because there's like one table. They book the table, and then some of them turn up for food. Some of them don't turn up for food. Some of them turn up for food, and then oh, the friends are joining us later on for. Thinking, can we make sure we have like room for six people on this table? We book for two. It's like no, you book for the people eating. And we've had this argument with them fucking month after month after month about it. And I'm pretty sure the boss has gone fuck it. I'm not. I'm not entertaining them. I'm not taking their order. I'm Just not black, taking. Black, 
You can't blacklist them, though, can you? Because we, we could not give them a table. Yeah. If they want to come and see the jazz, that's fine, but we're not going to fucking feed them anymore because they're being such a dickhead and they, we could give it to people who actually want to come and eat. That, that's the problem, is is they're, they're being entitled. Mm. They're thinking they can get away with not eating. And it's like the whole point of you booking the tables out for jazz is you're going to eat and then stop and watch the jazz. Which 95% of everyone who comes to watch jazz fucking does. It's like an it's implied a, thing. It's like we had something we used to do with our quiz night. People used to just put tables to the quiz night until a man's like, you know, get on with the quiz night and people are coming in for food but they can't get tables because all the tables are being booked by quiz night. So it's basically saying to people quiz, you know, we've got um, companies basically said we can't have people basically booking holders just sold the quiz night. Just don't book a table, just come down and if you get a table, you get a table. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Just, you know, we've got to also entertain um, walk-ins as well because people come in on a quiz night, not know it's a quiz night, and 95% of the tables are reserved and three are in use and there's no tables for them to sit down. That's lost. Well, um, you lost customers, yeah. Lost, lost customers, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's entitlement. It's, it's like basic entitlement that's getting out of hand, which I'm glad that I, I hope the boss has gone, fuck him. Because it, it pissed him off. It really pissed him off. It pissed me off, and I'm and it pissed off like the cooks who cook the fucking food. Who also one of them is his mum and also management. It's just like this isn't fucking on, and it's like I know it's on, and everyone's agreed that it's not on. So I'm hoping he's not got a fucking table for this jazz. This this like guy who's fucking it up because it's such oh, it's annoying. So you just can't hear your name. Oh, yeah. Um, we don't have any space, actually, unfortunately. I do apologize. Well, he, you hear that name. He hear that name. We go. Ah, oh, yeah. We don't actually have any space. Sorry. Well, we have like rolling bookings. So as long as they like say they're coming next month, we'll put them on the same table. But because he's dicking us around, it's like we don't want to. But then he'd be like, "Well, I always book that table." And all I can say is, is like somebody got there first because he doesn't usually message until like the week before. So we can just we could probably just say, oh yeah, sorry, the table's gone. Someone's already booked it. Because but I always have that table. It's like yeah, but somebody booked it first. You didn't book it at the end of the session last month if you wanted it that desperately, or uh, even better, you didn't fucking book it early enough for people not to take it when you're not there. Because that's what he does. He just gets up and he walks out. It's like it's like everyone who's definitely gonna come back will fucking book it. So at my place, we do like it. We do an online booking thing, and on the terms and conditions, it says, um, uh, "Well, the system itself is meant to say, um, sorry, you can't book this close. You can't book the same day of your. You can't book the table the same day of your booking." Mm. But well, that's been broken for so goddamn long; it's unreal. Well, I and mean, the, com- the company just refused to fix it. Yeah, well, we, like, don't... we we had a um, what's it? Uh, it was Wednesday, I think. We had a, a booking come through for nine people at half six, and it was put through at quarter five. Yeah. So it also, we also it's usually also if people book on the phone, we usually say to them anything above a six, we do ask, you know, just for efficiency sake, we ask for a pre-order ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. We'll so we can make sure everything's in stock and you know make for an efficient service. But if you're booking like an hour four and you come down. With nine people and half the stock missing, you got no one to blame but yourself. Yeah. But like, then the company's also responsible because it, the system should be automatically be saying, 
sorry, you can't book you can't book a table the same day of your, as you're booking. Mm. So it's, it's it's just frustrating all around. It's it's the service industry. People are like uh, there was a Canadian guy came in actually be like firing new drop neurons that have like been dormant for a bit uh and he was just like wow i, I can't see anyone working in service industry like how horrible it is for us to work there he was very like sympathetic he also confused the new lass who uh was there because like after his round he just handed her a fiver and she just looked at him and just get a glass put it in what is it it's like okay. it's american culture it's a tip canadians are nice people yeah, they were very nice. Yeah. Speaking of Canadian, I remember see I remember seeing this. Um, I suppose you can call it a meme if you like. Basically, it basically said, um, the reason why you never see a an angry Canadian is because I put all the hatred into the Canadian goose. Because those <laughs> things are fucking assholes. <laughs> nice. Oh. All right. Well, he just got, we... got water near one and it hisses at you. Yeah. Well, we're thirteen minutes in. And we've only got to the second one. Holy balls. I mean, that tangent. I went off and remembered stuff, so, you know, it mm. happens. So the next one is me. So, I've seen it on Twitter. I'm not sure where it is. But, um... Iconic Films. I need to pull up the fucking thing for this, because it was actually really funny. I thought it was great. Uh... So, because it's like, people are dumb and memes. And, uh... So they're selling Blu-rays, and they're repackaged uh, with classic quote packaging. It must be Target, so it's America. Uh, so yeah, Jaws has got a picture of like um, Roy Schneider and uh, the other guy, and it says, "You're going to need a bigger boat." Instead, <laughs> and then underneath is like Jaws in smaller writing, but like the quote is there. Uh, Al Pacino, Scarface, uh, say hello to my little friend. I'm assuming that um, when you get to Predator, it's get to the chopper. More than likely. Or you're one <laughs> ugly motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, probably Terminator will be like, I'll be back and stuff. It's just, it's just one of those like odd things that people are doing, but it might do well for the for the sales of stuff. There's like a limited time thing. Um. But I just thought it was one of those things that had to be brought up that, you know, only in America can they uh, potentially ruin some films as well with the, the picture of, like, Al Pacino with his M16 with the grenade launcher. The hello to my little friend. I can't even do the thing right. <clears throat> and that's, predict- that's near the end of the film. Um, mm. So that's, like, really spoiler showing that on the fucking cover art. Um, or, if you, or if you play the, the Scarface World is Yours game, that's at the very beginning. Because how the um, game plan pans out, you get away from. The oh skull. yeah, he survives, doesn't? He? Yeah, to go kill um. Fuck, what's his name? Gaspar? No, not Gaspar. Um. Fuck. I'm going. I'm going to ask. Ask a bug me now. I'm going to spoil it. I have never seen Scarface. Sosa. Sosa is it? Mm. I've never seen the film. I've, I've, seen, I've seen the film. Yeah. I've, I, seen I've, the, I've seen. I've seen the unedited version. That's actually quite um. Gory? Brutal. Very gory. See, in the first 20, 30 minutes, minus spoiler, spoiler, he keeps his mouth shut and his friend gets absolutely hacked to death with a chainsaw. While hanging, while hanging in a shower. Well, I mean, if you're going to hack someone to death in the thingy, the shower curtains would stop the blood splatter. 
quite a bit. Mm. And the shower, obviously, then you can just wash it away. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was kind of weird that um, they did that. So, but then if there's a market, if there's a market for it, that's going to do very well. It's going to be a market for it because it's meme culture, isn't it? Mm. Um, I think the tweet was, "Oh, we're fucking dumbing down culture by having quotable fucking things." Damn you, millennials! Shakespeare. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but um, I don't know. You might get a lot of people who know the quote but don't know the film to go and watch the film, which would be cool. But on the other hand, it is just like you are pandering to a new audience of dumbasses mm. that might not get some of that highbrow comedy in some of these films. But then you're also introducing modern day era um, people to old um, awesome films. Oh yeah, that too, yeah. Uh, Alright, speaking of films. Um, I'm, basically, I've got the next couple. So I'm just going to rail through them as, as we go. The Sonic yeah. movie has been delayed. Uh, we, we mentioned that it was going to be delayed after their uh, Gotta Fix It Fast campaign. Um, mm. They've well, got they a release date. It, yeah, it's Valentine's Day. February the 20... Uh, fe- fe- fucking Americanism. February the 14th uh, of 2020. Valentine's Day, so it's like... It's like the- the to our fans on Valentine's Day with love, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the first meme that come out of this for the thing is Sonic holding uh, a, a goalpost from Sonic movie, uh, Sonic games even. Oh. He's got uh, his blue arm, the white gloves, uh, and it's got a little Sonic thing on it. Uh, the meme that came out of this straight away was he has gloves now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, a, that's a step in the right direction. So yeah, I but I'm still going with the theory that this is all an elaborate, very, very well thought out uh, marketing scheme to sneak us a fucking great Sonic film with the shitty, uh, shitty, badly, poorly focused, this like um, fanfic thing they did just to throw us off. So when the actual film comes out, it'll smash dicks off. It will mm. bring Sonic full of big dick energy into the world and just pound your eyeballs with awesomeness. Skull fuck you. Because if it doesn't, fuck me, get ready for like the fan base to shit their pants in anger. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad that they're taking time. Time, quotation marks. To fix quotation marks, the film quotation marks. I'm on the. You've had the flat Earth quotation. theory. I'm on the Sonic is fine. They've just marketed it brilliantly. Theory conspiracy, and I'm sticking with that. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what it's like in February. There'll probably be uh, now <coughs> a better quotation marks trailer drop uh, somewhere around October time and it'll look completely fucking different. The tone of the film will be completely fucking different. I imagine it's not going to look anything like it. If it does look the same as the fucking film but just different Sonic, fuck me, are people going to be angry? Um, But something that's also brought some very big smile to my face. Uh, John Luke Picard is reprising his role as... um, John Luke Picard. So, Patrick Stewart. You said that, wasn't you? <laughs> yes. Um, Patrick Stewart <laughs> is reprising his role as John Luke Picard in the 
uh, Star Trek series. You put it as a film, but it's series. Uh, that's coming out. I misread that. Yeah. Uh, they've shown a teaser for it. Um, he is at Chateau Picard brewing wine, which is where he went after the Borg incident um, in The Next Generation, where he recovered for a while after he was assimilated by the Borg and then unassimilated by the Enterprise crew. Um, he is definitely older. Um, it's taken place after Romulus got destroyed in the reboot timeline beginning before they went back in time. Uh, not much for <laughs> Star Trek, but Romulus was the... Romulans. Romulan homeworld. Yeah. Because it was the twin moon of Romulus and Remus. Um, so what it is, is in the reboot franchise, Spock from our time, from the original timeline, and the crew of the Narada, which were Romulan uh, miners come pissed off people with Borg technology, uh, got sucked through a red matter black hole, which dumped them back in time. Uh, they then killed James T. Kirk's dad and destroyed the ship, setting the timeline off a different branch, which is what the J.J. Abrams uh, with Simon Pegg and Chris Pine and all those guys, that reboot, they kind of calling it a reboot, but it isn't. It's an alternative timeline. So basically kind of I'm trying to <coughs> suggest a butterfly effect. Yeah, but the original series timeline still exists, which is where this one continues because it's five years after the the Red Matter uh, stopped this, because what happened was one of the suns in the solar system went fucking hypernova and set out this massive destructive uh, wave that was wrecking planets left, right, and center. Um, and Ambassador Spock tried to stop the 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 thing from getting to Romulus, but he wasn't there in time. And then the crew of the Narada, who uh, were understandably pissed off that they lost their homeworld and their families and that, blamed Spock personally for it. Uh, and uh, they tried to stop him from stopping the destruction of like other Federation planets um, in the system. And his... He managed to like fire the thing off, but then he couldn't escape the gravity well of said red matter um, explosion or implosion. Yeah. Uh, and him and the his ship and the Narada got just sucked back in time. So in this version of the series, uh, that happens. Romulus is still gone. Um, Picard feels kind of, kind of like. Uh, Responsible because he was trying to like help, but he, he also had to drag his feet because he was still under Federation like um thing. I've got the book here, but he was, he, I think it, how it worked out is like he was there to help, but he was also bound by Federation law that they said don't fucking rush or it's not going to be that bad, and it slowed everyone down. So I think like this. Series continues like five years after where he's left Starfleet, he's back on the farm uh, in the chateau fucking brewing wine 
and like literally the, the all you hear of the the thing is someone talking about how he was a decorated admiral and it, it was five years since he left starfleet and um yeah. he, like you just see him look up from some like fields and he's really it's just old john luke picard and it's just like yes I, I love Star Trek. I, Next Generation is where I really bit my teeth into the series. So, like, that's where I spent most of my, like, Star Trek. I watched 90% of Star Trek The Next Generation. I watched all of Voyager. I watched most of DS9. Uh, I watched all of Enterprise. I've watched, I don't know, probably about 30 or 40% of Star Trek, the original series. That's the one with, um... um William Shatner. Yeah. That was like in the sixties. It doesn't hold up very well, to be honest. But um, it's like even the the Netflix series uh, Discovery, because this is called Destiny. I just remembered what it was called because I knew it had similar things. Star Trek Destiny is what this one's called. Um, Star Trek Discovery, the Netflix show. Basically, it wrapped up season two, and it explained why this hyper, like, advanced ship, the Discovery could exist in Star Trek original series timeline, but yet not be mentioned ever in the timeline. And it works, because there's a very real reason why it exists, and why it was never mentioned, why it works. And I don't want to spoil it for you if you ever, if you ever want to watch it, but those who have watched it will know exactly what I mean. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, because John Luke Picard, and the fact that they'll be asking him how he should play John Luke Picard, because he's played him for over 20 years. Hmm. So it'll be very, very similar. I mean, I mean I'm intrigued by that. I'm, I'm very intrigued by it. It's coming out like next year as well. So. You know, the ship can exist, but they can't acknowledge it exists. Do you want me to f- fucking spoil it for you? Actually, no. That's not true. I'll, I'll ponder it, actually. But there's two seasons you've got to get through to get yeah. to the reason why it's like... Uh, it's canon... The whole series is canon. It exists in the Star Trek universe, but it's also the fact that the the ship is both canon and then non-canon. <laughs> but it's canon. It's it's such a, a head fuck. But it, it like I said, it it makes sense when you watch. See, I like those kind of things. Like you think it's you know kind of it's not so much openness interpretation. It's no, yeah, how you they how explain you it, it very well. It's, it's there's no exp- like open to interpretation or anything. They explain it so well, and it makes sense. Because like you watch, like you watch the first series, and you're like, "This is fucking really advanced technology for uh, the Battle of Ki- like Battle of Kidama, which was uh, the first time the Klingons ever fucking fought the Federation." Yeah. And then the second season um, is where it, it goes into explaining why this ship exists and stuff, and then where this ship belongs and doesn't belong on the uh, original series timeline and why it can't be a thing but also can be a thing I, I can't I'm, I'm, I'm dancing around the plot of the fucking show so you can watch it yeah because it's so good it's so good uh, right I'm going to jump jump off to the next thing so this is you you, you yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you've heard of um, Grumpy Cat, haven't you? Yes. 
Yeah, um, apparently, unfortunately, well, depends how you how much it um, means, but apparently, um, the actual cat that was um, penned as a grumpy cat um, passed away recently, age seven. Some some to do with a urinary tract infection. But yeah, I know, I know that Grumpy Cat has been around. It's one of those things where even like people in my work who aren't that big will very like Grumpy Cat. So yeah, I, to be fair, the Grumpy Cat will live on past it, the whole um, cat's actual life. It will live on for many years past just because the way of the internet. You are not truly forgotten on the internet. There's still no. like dodgy memes from twenty years ago that appear. So, uh... I'm trying to think. The cat had, uh, unfortunately, did obviously have some, some, some. I don't really like using the word defects, but that's but basically have, what like, was... The reason why it scowled was because it had some kind of muscle defect in its genetics. So it's like its muscles naturally. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's suffered from dwarfism and a underbite. Yeah. Well, we have overbites because our top jaw over goes over our bottom jaw. His was it, the cat was the other way around, so his top jaw be behind his lower jaw. Yeah, or might be the other way around. His lower jaw was over his higher jaw, which I just said the exact same thing just in <laughs> underbite. But yes, it's yes. I think it took quite a lot of people by surprise, but well, to be fair as well, though. Animals do have a lot shorter lives than humans, uh, in most regards. So it was inevitable, like mm. everything. So you can't evade death and taxes. From the cat, evade the taxes. I'm going to quickly quote something from the source. Uh, quote. Uh, Grumpy cat. Real name was Tarda Source. That's with a D, not a T. Shot to fame in 2012 in a YouTube video that received 15.7 million views and went on to amass a hundred million dollar fortune for her former waitress owner, Tabitha Bunderson. Well, I mean, that woman still being frugal, set for life off that cat, and that's the greatest gift yeah. that pet owners have is that cat is going to happiness mm. and wealth in happiness, in this case, monetary. So she'll have all these like uh things. So it it would be cool. But yeah, Grumpy Cat. Rip. Okay, um now moving on to the gaming side of things. Uh your Nintendo Switch program controller. How are you doing that after a few months? I've charged it three times. In a few months. In a few months. And I've not been like skimping on it. It's it's got a ridiculous fucking battery power life. What's the bat? What's the, what's the battery like? An ion or some shit, or some sort of nuclear reactor reactor? I, I, I don't know, but I think it's like half charged at the moment. On like this is charge three. I I've been playing like Zelda, Fortnite, Minecraft, and I've put in a minimum of half an hour per session using my controller, and. I just, I just don't understand how this controller has such a brilliant fucking battery life. I'm going to Google this because um, I'm going to average... I mean, 
my eggs were controlled the last three, what, eight to ten hours, I'd say, if I have to charge it. But then again, you had the old, um, what, the old Game Boys who used the AA battery. They used a lot quite a bit. <laughs> when fully charged, the battery duration of the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller lasts approximately 40 hours. 40 hours? 40 hours. <clears throat> How often do you play your Switch? I, I, I do what, or maybe like hours, three hours a day maybe sometimes? I do at least half an hour a day. Uh, minimum. When I... But I don't. Hours. But I don't That's use. That's good for a controller. That's yeah, pretty I, good. I don't use my Joy Cons anymore. My Joy Cons are stuck to the side. They're given to guests when I go to come and play Mario Kart. I don't fucking use them anymore because the thumbsticks are just. They're just no. I don't like the thumbsticks on the on the on the what you call it, it Joy Cons. Is it just with the positions they are, or just no, in it's general? It's not the positions at all because the, the the Xbox style positions. It's just the they don't feel as responsive as the Pro controllers. So like a bit sluggish kind of thing. But I feel like you've just got to either like whack it one way or the other. There's no like gentle. No, there's no like um finesse. Digital, no digital movement where you push a little bit and they just walk, push all the way and they run. Yeah, it feels like it's very on off. Even though they're not, it's just figuring out the dead zone on it. It doesn't. Yeah, I can't work it as well as as much as I can work it on the Switch controller because the Switch controller is basically like an Xbox controller. So the dead zones are very similar. And, the, the, uh, like, and also the buttons are a little bit different. They're all laid out the... exactly the same as well. So is the, the only difference is like I think uh B is where A is and X is where Y is. Yeah, that's alternate opposites. Yeah, but I mean fucking forty hours and I've charged it three times and I've had it what since April? That's that's not bad actually. Yeah, I just it, and it's like I said, it's not like I've not been using it. I've been, I put like a couple of hours into Zelda. Uh, I've been fortnighting through, and, and that well, I'll put like two or three hour sessions in on that. I've got uh, Saint Row on there. Um, Minecraft. You've seen me come on Minecraft a few times. I'm like with Switch, yeah. On Switch, can't party. So yeah, I mean, if how, just... do you how, how do you use the chat when you're on the switch? Then do you use um? I just D-pad and quickly just fucking hammer it in. But if I'm on the switch oh. and it's in handheld mode, I can just touch screen. Oh, okay, so it's like a like a tablet kind of thing. Yeah, well, because the literally that's what it is. It's like a touch screen tablet, the switch essentially. Hmm. And then you connect the Joy Cons to the side of it for handheld mode, or like I've done, I bought a five pound little um stand, a plastic stand. And I stick it in the plastic stand so it always holds it at like a certain level where I'm comfortable with, and then just place it down on a flat surface. Then use the um, yeah, yeah. As long as it's not like not crazy far away, it works. I uh, I really do enjoy it. But like I said, I I totally cannot advise buying a pro controller enough because I've dropped it a few times as well, and it's shown no signs of anything like that. Nintendo are very good about working their games and their, their consoles and their gadgets to work like being dropped and being battered and misused. Basically they take into account, you know, just general mishaps that yeah. may happen. Well, there was a whole thing I watched about the Nintendo Switch. They had it that it you could th literally drop it from four feet in the air, open, 
and it would be fine. And sure enough, someone did it accidentally while talking about it. He was like fiddling with it and dropped it flat face down, and he says there's absolutely no damage to it because they've tested them to work with like children. And of course, children are going to drop shit. They've even done it with the Switch. They've they've tested it. Children also throw shit as well, so that's um you know all children. So they've like they've definitely put in the time to make sure that all their like products are children like friendly and like durable for children, which is why sometimes they do look very childish in nature. The games, consoles, and stuff like that that they have. That's because they're also expecting pe- like children to play with them. So it's not just designed to look like a child's toy, but it's designed to be interacted with children who aren't going to be good at holding shit and maybe will drop it or stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, I'm thoroughly impressed with this, this fucking Pro Controller. Um, and I can't recommend them enough. They are £60, but... Get your money's worth it, though. Yeah, considering it's like what April since I last fucking went since I bought it, and I I've charged it three times, and it's not like it doesn't tell me when it's going low either. And any USB C like connector, plug in and fucking go, it'll charge up. So I, I'm I'm happy. It's it's very good, very good. Um, so the next one we're gonna go into a bit of elite dangerous talk. No, I haven't played for a while. Mainly because my no, couch card is fucked. Um, I haven't played Elite for a while either. So playing on Xbox. I keep, is... I keep getting my notes. I say, oh, come on, Elite. I said, yeah, well, <laughs> when they when they drop more content, I might actually consider it. But it's just pretty bland at the moment. Yeah, I mean the, the Interstellar Initiative thing was kind of like, oh, it's just a, just a, another thingy. See, most people don't do community goals when you've got to go like three, four hundred light years above. They think, ah, oh, no, fuck it, man. No, no. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, it gives us new Thargoid weapon, uh, Thargoid fighting weapon. But I'm I'm not that fussed. I wouldn't mind the the multi cannon, the Thargoid multi cannon sound. Uh, the, well, the Guardian multi cannon. That sounds I fucking mean, great. When they first originally um, announced the the AX weaponry, that sounds. I mean, well, basically, with the, basically, what it was the more tiers that are met, the more types of stations would be selling the weapons. But since only got like two two tier or th- tier three, because no one was interested in it. You know, they just it's only sold at select certain types of stations, and they're all pretty close to the Maya system anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to point this out. By the way, in the background of you talking, I can hear the Minecraft menu music. Menu music. <laughs> yeah. I can't actually hear anything. Every now and again, I could hear that in the background. I was like, "Are you sat on the Minecraft menu?" No. Never asked on her phone. That's probably what you can put here. Alright, it sounded like it was Minecraft in the background. No, she's playing some sort of um, matching game. Uh, um, yeah, so like the the whole Elite thing for me. When the content drops next year, which I'm going to now talk about a little bit of Elite content that people think is going to be here. And to be fair, the credited source... Got the fact that Zoo Tycoon, uh, fucking idiot. Uh, Planet Zoo, which is where you make your own zoo park. Uh, that was going to be the next one, and got that right. 
he got the DLC for Planet Coaster, which was the Ghostbusters DLC. He's got that right. Um, he's now saying that there is going to be base building and there's going to be uh, space legs in the next content update next year. So space legs is what everyone's kind of waiting for. Yes. The base building I'm not so fussed about and I don't think that's real. I think I might be the one fly in the sea of truths. But then base building, does that mean you can build a base and it gets destroyed by other players? Or is it like... But then if you're playing like private, how would that affect it? Exactly, because if someone goes to your system and you're, when you're on private, go build it up, can it just get destroyed in private? Or Exactly. Can... Can like you build a base next to another base? How can you build two bases in the same spot? Hey, all all these like answers are kind of like, oh, the guy doesn't work. Because well, it kind like, of like a you know an instance only thing. So it only spawns if you jump in first and you get followed or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, well, then you've also got the thing: is will there be a planet full of just bases? Mm. And how would that affect performance of the game? Having to procedurally generate all these different bases that have all got different levels of build. Well, different I, types. I, don't, yeah. I think that's the lie in these truths. Um, but it's interesting to see. I really want them to do the space legs. They've got the capacity to do it. They've got the designs of the ships to do it. Because the cockpits are just ridiculously detailed to the point where there are parts of the, the, like, the ship you never see unless you're in VR. So I'd love and you to get um, up and you walk, walk down my anaconda. Yeah, I'm cool. Like just like log out and be like, oh, I'm sleeping in my bed. Yeah, add a bit of re- add a bit more, another level of realism to it. You know, just yeah. power down all the. You can just like power down the stuff in your ship. You know, and just like okay, go into low power mode, stop somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and go to your cabin and go to sleep. Yeah. Then or... when you when you log back when you log back in, walk back up to the bridge and repower up your systems. Hmm. Or it could be one of those things where it could be like an animation. So it's like when you wake up, uh, when you log in, you wake up, you walk to the bridge, get in the seat, and then take over the game. That'd like, be good. Um, or it would be the thing where you could set like a on autopilot, like you have the ship down to low power, and it's like, well, I want to fly for this long at like sublight. So that that would that go hand in hand with the. Super cruise module then, possibly? Possible, yeah. Because, I mean, you could then get out of the ship and do other things. Like, uh, maybe they would have... Because uh, this could be... Actually, the base building could be to do with the inside of your ship. Yeah, maybe. But, like, but then again, you've got like, the super cruise module, then you can just go across the back of the bridge of the of the bridge and go get a cup of coffee and come back while it's on super cruise. Yeah, well, I'm, the reason I'm thinking that it's going to be in the ship is because it's personal... And they're all about the personal narrative. Uh, it's not going to affect the wider game because you are customizing your own ship on the inside. Which, unless someone comes and joins you uh, through the oh, fucking mod crew, it's not going to affect uh, the wider community or anything like that. No, because they just give you the generic skin of the yeah because the ship looks like the like same on the outside unless you've got the custom skins. And mm. even then, they're all factored into the game anyway. Whereas if you're building a fucking base that you can land a large ship at, they have to be quite large and quite consuming. So I imagine that the base building element will be to do with the interior of your ship behind the doors. So if there yeah. is, um, for instance, um, 
little common area you could like put different things in there or if you have like a bedroom in there like a cabin you could fucking sort that out or the galley it sounds a bit no man's sky-esque in a sense because when you get like your frigate you can start like stripping the entire sides out taking down walls and adding stairs and shit for cabins rooms you know i don't think it'll be that that detailed though i think it'll be just like here's a room you can put x y and z in it yeah like a um, different color predetermined items you can put bubble heads Mm. Um, and that'd be the thing and maybe there'll be like light maintenance things like you have like an auto field maintenance unit gun or something that you can buy and then install inside the interior thing and do interior work on modules like maybe repair uh, modules that you wouldn't you'd have to like power down for or something or yeah, one thing I would like to see though is if you're um on in the docking pad or in the docking bay, you can you know go down to the weapons bay and just see your weapons all tucked away, nice and tidy in the um ship's hold. Well, I mean that that could be a thing, but I, I think that's going to be the the thing is the base building part. Now I think about it more rationally, will be to do with the interiors of the ship, and it will go hand in hand with the first person perspective and the space legs that we're all wanting. What about the cargo bay when you got like five hundred tons of slaves in your time? Oh, that'd be so cool, just, just to see all these canisters. Just, and then all the, all the banging on the, the canisters, let me out! I'm sure there'd be a PC mod for that. Yeah. Oh. Are we there yet? Du, 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 du. <laughs> Are we there yet? <laughs> Are we there yet? No, no, no. Let me out! <laughs> One more word for you, mister, and you're getting, you're getting spaced. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the uh, the garbage littering fine. You're going to get spotted all over this fucking station if you don't shut the fuck up. Uh. But, um, yeah, so there's, there's that. Uh, now I've thought about it, that is probably where that base building pit will be. They probably just put base building in for anyone who found the leak. Because um, they never said planetary base building, they just said base building. Mm. So, that would make sense in a way. And then, they've also released um... An updated version of the Thargoid skin for the Thargoids. And its head looks more like how I thought it was. We you know when I bumped into one that time and I saw the fucking, like, the interior of the. Oh, yeah. The, like, the <coughs> kind of, eye. A bit like a mollusk kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. It's a lot more streamlined. The head looks more like how I thought it was. Um, so it seems to be that, like, they, they're going to put that in there and that's going to work with the FPS part of the thing because they put fps so does that mean you're going to have guns are you going to have repel thargoids from a place maybe it all sounds very weird of how it work because uh they'd have to explain in canon why they're not in suits and because the ammonia worlds are very cold and very toxic to humans so unless our suits we have in game of resistance, the cold and that, there's not really a call for us being uh, able to engage them on our own turf because they would be uh, boiling to death. Mm. But it's, it's interesting to see what more comes from FDEV in the future. Because I I know at the moment because it's a leak and it's unconfirmed. Um, well, very interesting to speculate like we have. It's 
not confirmed. So unfortunately, I have to put this with a huge grain of salt. But That's speculation. But I'm hoping. I'm hoping I've nailed it. So that when they do release, I'm like, yes! Because that's what the community needs. The community needs that kind of stuff going on. Because... We need more than just, you know, it's just, just you know, you're just kind of just like, just bolted into your chair and that's it. Yeah. I mean, being able to walk around station, if it's only just like limited rooms and potential to meet other people in the instance, that would be cool. I'd like that. But, let's, um... play some, let's play some space pool in the brig. Woo-hoo. Yeah, well, it's like we like you get, for instance, like when you get detained after getting destroyed, fines uh, and stuff. Maybe then you have to go like sign out of the brig, go get your keys back for the ship, and then go and walk into the ship. There's all these like, extra little bits that they can add to the game to make it feel more open and more fleshed out. Given how far ahead um, Elite is space in the future, I very much doubt they'll be using keys as ignition for ships. Probably be like some like, um, like biome- biometric scans or retina scans or some shit. Um, well, yeah, I'm interested to see how it goes because I mean, they don't have to do much for the stations. They could give you like four areas that you travel to by a, a lift or something, and then you get in those areas and walk around them. And they're not you, like. You mean a bit like um, how much effect the Citadel goes yeah. left and go different areas? Yeah, so it loads a different area, but you don't actually run around this massive, great fucking structure because it would take you hours. It'd be dumb and totally a waste of like rendering and stuff like that. So if you could do it where it's like there's a bar area for where you go get jobs, there's. Because um, this is the, the freelancer model. There's <laughs> the engineering where you go and go get weapons and stuff and probably repair and refuel. You stock. Uh, there's the ship part where you go and buy new ships and stuff, and they're literally there in the background. Uh, and then there's the commodity trader where there's just a guy stood with a load of cargo stuff behind him. Go and talk to him. And you got your black market dude who opens up his waistcoat, say, What are you buying? You're going to buy some narcs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> got some Lavian brandy, yeah? You want some onion head? Stranger? <laughs> Fell off the back of a Type 9. <laughs> Don't ask me where I got it from. <laughs> but, um, yeah, very very interesting to see how they do this. That's my theory. Is they shouldn't go big, they should just go detailed. Because mm. it doesn't need to have massive amounts of stuff going on, because that's where they usually fuck it up. I mean, if they do, enough, if they do as, as much detail as they did with the... Um... The, the sonographs with um, the Fargoids and stuff like that, with the embedded um, images in the code and the audio, then they do that much attention to detail, then yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I mean, the, the Destroyed Stations is a very good touch. That, that yeah. works really well. Um, I, obviously, you won't be able to walk around in those Destroyed Stations because they'd, they'd be uh, under like emergency procedures. But... Mm. That kind of extra detail to a, an existing structure, but with not much... Because to be fair, there's not much interactivity in a destroyed station. There's a lot less interactivity than you would usually get. But it works because the setting and the theme and the mood of it is definite. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's definitely happening. This is all... Um... Oh, they're certainly deaf in there. Yeah. What are you yeah. saying there, Taylor? <laughs> 
but it just be cool for that kind of thing. It doesn't have to be big. It just has to be has to have like a very good detail. To it. A bit of a wow factor as well. Yeah. Um. So right, the next uh, two things. Well, are they, they the linked together? They are the same thing. Okay. So there was a Pokemon press conference that I've skimmed through. So there's going to be two Pokemon apps coming to iPhone and Google stores. Uh, and then there is uh, Sword and Shield. Uh, basically, three three apps really. So there's Pokemon Home, which basically links all the Pokemon Bank and the Pokemon games for 3DS generation, uh, Switch generation, mobile generation together. <coughs> so you can DS generation. So we're talking we're talking Heart Gold Soul Silver no, onwards. 3DS generation. Oh, 3DS. So, so uh, XY. Like... What? No, XY. Three DS came after DS. Yep. So, <laughs> so, so like uh, Sapphire, um, brown, uh, fucking yeah, Sapphire, uh, Mega Sapphire and Root Omega. Um, those games, XY, anything that came out in, like the three D uh, Pokemon games. onward, uh, Sun Moon stuff like that. They're all gonna link to um, this Nintendo Home, well, Nintendo. Pokemon Home app, and you can basically upload and download and trade and stuff. I really did skim it, so there's probably more functionality to what I'm saying. But the long and the short of it is, you can transfer your Pokemon using this Home app, different games. Uh, you see, didn't the doesn't it kind of like um, reminiscent of what uh, N64 Pokemon Stadium did with a little um, thing yeah. in the back of the controller, kind yeah, of thing? Kind of. Uh, I'm not sure if you can like so do battles you could, and um, stuff. If, uh, remember, you could basically bring your Pokemon from your game and you can use your Pokemon to battle your friend who yeah. chose his Pokemon. I, I'm not sure if that's going to be a thing. Uh, I really didn't sk skim that well through it because uh, it was like it was very stiff Japanese uh, audio uh, transcribe live, so the guy was kind of like stumbling over his words. He was speaking it in English. Um, and it was just like, uh, okay. But yeah, being able to transfer your Pokemon sounds great. There's going to be some like social element to it, I think, as well. So you can like show off your Pokemon, maybe, and your profile will be there. Um, I don't think that's coming until next year. There is Pokemon Sleep. <laughs> oh, great. Which uh, monitors your resting activity with the Pokemon Go Plus Plus device. I shit you not, that's the name of it. Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Um, which has like an accelerometer and stuff in it. It's kind of like how I have the little medallion Pokemon Plus, uh, Go Plus thing. Mm. Uh, but it's like a round Pokeball, but it's flat. It does the same things that my Pokemon Go Plus does. Uh, but it also has the functionality for the Pokemon Sleep app when that comes out. But it's basically... A way for you to make sleep rewarding in Pokemon. Apparently, it's going to link to Pokemon Go, and even Niantic have said that Pokemon Go are looking to do uh, ways to reward you for resting as well as uh, being active. 
it seems like they've gone, right, we've we've done walking, we've done this, how can we do now? How about sleeping? Fucking go for it. Jenkins, get the fucking resource uh, and research fund out. We're gonna fucking go for it. <laughs> so, that's an interesting thing. Not much, if any, details, really, apart from what the Pokemon Plus, Plus looks like. Um, and then the last one, which is coming out before the end of the year, is Pokemon Masters, which... Uh, has literally every main Pokemon trainer uh, from every Pokemon game appear, including like the Pokemon gym trainers. So Brock, Misty were there. I think Lance is there. They've shown some like limited amount of gameplay to it. And what about Giovanni? What about Giovanni? Probably. I don't know. Because hmm. like what they showed you was they showed you, like Brock. They showed Misty. They showed Blue. Um, they showed Green. Which we never had, which would be yellow, I think. No, because we we had red and blue, and they had red and green, and then blue was a revision, I think, yeah. in Japan, and then yellow was yellow. Like one yellow with Pikachu. Yeah, but all the trainers and that from the mainline games that you've not seen since are all going to be <coughs> in the game. How it works Excuse exactly, me. I don't know, but it looks like it's like turn-based combat. So it's going to work how we expect Pokemon to play, but how the... Because the, it was like three on three. So it was like three trainers versus three trainers. Don't know exactly the story or what the fuck's going on, because they really didn't release much of anything apart from a bit of gameplay and like Rock and Misty and that nostalgia kind of thing to it. Um, That's cool. It's, it looks cool. Uh, I probably will download it if it's not paid for. Uh, I assume it's going to be one of the pay-to-win kind of games. Where you buy boosts and stuff, and <clears throat> in a work like that. Um, other than that, I'm I'm not sure. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. They, they said that there's going to be a Pokemon Sword and Shield Nintendo Direct or Pokemon Direct, as it is, because it's Pokemon. Uh, June the fourth, I want to say third or fourth. It's going to be soon, like next week. And they're going to release like release a lot more information about Pokemon Sword and Shield, so that's going to be cool. I'm going to pre-order the fuck out of that as soon as I can. Sword version, of course, because I'm not no pussy with a shield. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone's that I know is actually going to pre-order Shield either. It's all going to be Sword. So, but um, yeah, I'm interested to see like especially this Pokemon Sleep. There's already a. a <laughs> <laughs> a great meme that I posted earlier. Someone just took this S off Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Nap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, okay. Uh, yes, we're good. Bravo. Slow hand clap. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what Pokemon I've got going this year. Still waiting for my Animal Crossing, by the way, Nintendo. They teased it, and then they've not done out since. Oof. Even my friend at like, work who I found out had a Switch, and I'm like, I need your friend code. They were like, I need to play Animal Crossing. It's like, fuck yeah. We do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Argh! But yeah, so um, next one, there's a trailer I posted. I don't know if Dolph had a chance to watch it before we did the podcast. I haven't, unfortunately. Oh, so... As we found out, 
The next COD game is going to be called Modern Warfare. Guess what? It's a soft reboot of the Modern Warfare series with everyone's favourite badass, fucking Captain Price. Different voice actor, by the way. Still sounds fucking badass. Not our Captain Price, though. But, um... It seems like... It's going to be treading over very familiar ground if you've played the Modern Warfare series. Um, it even had the, the titular of the night vision and then the Modern Warfare symbol come up. Uh, or the Modern Warfare name come up. It's evoking a lot of memories of like the original Modern Warfare games. With how they did like their stuff. Uh, there's a little bit of gameplay in there. It looks like you can do context leaning. Um, there was an odd camera angle of like uh, helmet cam, which looked very disorientating. Um, but it's the Call of Duty that I'm actually fucking giving a fuck about. Black Ops Four, I was like, uh, I like Black Ops. Didn't like three. We'll try four. Found out four had no multiplayer, um, like single player to it. I was like, uh, fuck this, and it went straight back like two weeks after I had it. There was like nothing to keep me there on uh, Black Ops 4. Um, also, on a side note, I don't know if we mentioned this last podcast or if it's come out since then. Um, the next Call of Duty is going to be Black Ops 5. Uh, after this one. I don't think they make mention of it. Hmm. Because uh, apparently we, we, may mention, we may have mentioned Battlefield Five. Yeah, last but, uh, one, but did it Black Ops Five? Hammer Raven had some kind of fuck up Fallout, and Activision went, "No, fuck you." Uh, the next game now is going to be after the Infinity Ward's uh, job is going to go to Treyarch again. So it's going back to the two studio kind of rotation. It looks like, and Black Ops Five. They've already confirmed it's going to be another Black Ops game. So they're oversaturating Black Ops. They're rebooting Modern Warfare because everyone's like, fucking bring us Modern Warfare. We demand the Modern Warfare. Um, but I, I can't remember the one fucking... There was like a line in in the, the trailer. It was just like, oh, they've, they've written this great. And it, it was like... Um, are you alone? It's like, no, I'm going to bring some old comrades. But, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm happy that they've had the balls to go and sit there and go, we need to bring a Modern Warfare out. But then they subverted it because Modern Warfare 4 would have been a bit too easy and a bit too lazy to write. And they killed Soap. Yeah, so he won't be coming back. Yeah. Uh, like, all the main characters were pretty much fucked. Now, in this reboot, you could have Soap, you could have Gaz, you could have Ghost, you could have all the other guys that were in um, from the original setting and have them work more closely with Price in this one. Because it seems like Price is going to be the main guy. Because it's even got a thing where they're showing all these, like, um, characters. You don't see the faces, but they're, like, all client like, going through this, like, snowy foggy like forest and then it just shows price just walk down with his fucking trademark fisherman's hat on with his cigar on and it's just like there you go 
The only problem I've got is that Price might be a little bit younger than he was in the original trilogy. It, I think he's gone from like being 50 odd to like being 30 to 40 odd. So, potential maybe of like a, a bit of earlier like 90s to 2000s uh, Price era, maybe? But also being a soft reboot, it could be just modern day and he's just a younger price. Mm. But I I am actually very, very interested in this and it will wanna see more coming up. There's probably gonna be sliding, but because it's a, a like a modern warfare game, there's not gonna be any floaty fucking jetpack bollocks or fucking uh Black Ops 4 champion shit. It's going to be proper kill streaks, proper movement, proper honest to god fucking Call of Duty. There'll be mantling. None of this wall running shit on No, there'll be no wall running. There'll be mantling, there'll be sliding. I don't mind the sliding. The sliding is fine. There'll be like a small amount of sliding to it. That's gone into everything. That's in Halo for fuck's sake these days. But, um. I don't. I don't think it's going to do bad. Uh, they, like I said, they, they've, they've been watching a decline of Call of Duty games. It's slowly dying. The last it's great not, game not, was Black Ops 2. Really add, not really adding anything to it, really, are they? No. Uh, I mean, the nostalgia of the games. Nostalgia's still, there's nostalgia still there, but I lost interest in the Call of Duty series after Black Ops 2, I think. After playing Modern Warfare 3, I was like, yeah, that's it. I I played Ghosts and then was like, ah, this Ghost is okay, but it's just eh. Uh, Infinite Warfare I got for when it was like five pound. Not Infinite Warfare, Advanced Warfare I got when it was like five pounds two years ago. Played it, went, what the fuck is this shit? Um, I've not played Infinite Warfare, even though it's the one that looks like I'd enjoy it the most because it's in space for fuck's sake and flying ships. It's totally not a Call of Duty that. Is Call of Duty. It's more Halo, and I should like it, but I refuse to buy it because it's not what I want from a Call of Duty game. I want the arcadey kind of over-the-top action pieces that um, happen. It's like the the Modern Warfare series was for me the best part of the Call of Duty series, and I've played Call of Duty. From like the first Call of Duty. The only one I haven't played now, apart from Infinite Warfare, was Call of Duty 2. Mm. So um The World War Two stuff I think would they've done to death. And I'm happy that they're not doing that anymore. Um Zombies I, I don't give a shit about zombies. The Battle Royale, they tried. It's not good. Um It just made me want to play PUBG. That's how bad that was for me. And then, um, like, the hypermobility and stuff was just stupid. Didn't need it. I don't know why they put it in. I think they just saw Titanfall and went, we need that. Titanfall worked because they didn't go overboard with it. War running made sense for them. And, um, like, the duality of you play like Call of Duty with these advanced like mechanics as a pilot and then in Titan mode you are playing Halo. Is one of a better word. Mm. 
Um, that really worked. Timefall 2, not so much because they kind of ditched the whole uh, thing that made the Titans the greatest, which was customizability and shields. So they basically um, designated each Titan as a certain role. Yeah. Each Titan had a, de- a certain role, a certain ability. Whereas in the first one, there was only three Titans, but any of those three Titans could have any of the abilities in the game as long as you made a loadout for it. So I could have like the all-rounder Titan with an explosive nuke core um, and a sniper rifle with electric smoke. Yeah, and the the sniper rifle, or as I favoured either the cannon or the multi cannon. Because the actual sniper rifle was like a charged shot railgun, and I didn't like it. But um, those things are what made it great, because it's like you could literally customize any loadout with any weapon, whereas the the ones in Titanfall 2, they are designated uh, things to designated ones. And I didn't like that. But eventually, when they stopped fucking around with Battle Royale, because they've delayed Titanfall 3, by the way, thank you, uh, Apex, for being the double-edged sword of, hey, you've got people playing Titanfall again, and also, hey, you're doing that well that you've delayed Titanfall. Hmm. Uh, that, hopefully, they'll address that and not do these, like, this time does this, this time does this, this time does this, and let you pick time frames and time abilities itself. Because even some of the like designated pilots had the same kind of preload out stuff. Give them all the different like stuff and that, but they would certain ones couldn't have certain abilities because they already had these pre baked abilities, and that was kind of frustrating too. But uh, yeah, interesting to see where Modern Warfare reboot four thing comes and goes in the series. Um, hoping it's good. Really wanting it to be good. We'll see. Um, so then, the la- second to last story. Yeah. Um, has this been confirmed? Or is it still rumor? Because this, this is still rumor. Uh, Super Mateo, uh, a, like a Borderlands streamer, and that they've been looking into like files and uh, data mining stuff and. They've been able to see header files for like secure uh, servers and stuff at Gearbox. And they've been seeing that DLC has been coming for a while. They've finally now got a perspective name which will predict um, which will bridge between 2 and 3. Is this the same guy who um, data mined these supposed rainbow rarity weapons? I think so. Because it's like him and somebody else that have done this. So basically, the name of the DLC uh, that they've got for it so far is Commander Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary. Yeah, because Lilith had to take over from Rhoda, wouldn't she? Yeah. Well, she was in Tales from Borderlands. She was like the leader of uh, yeah. Crimson Raiders. So. And in Tales from Borderlands, she was as well. So, um, Borderlands yeah. pre sequel that was um, basically it tells a story after uh, well, uh, well uh, and the two, but it's the events leading up to two. Uh, uh, yeah, no, 
it's Athena captured at the end of two, recounting how she ended up working for, with Jack before, yeah, before two. two. Yeah, before two, two. Yeah, and then Tales from the Borderland takes place after pre-sequel and after two. Mm. So you'll sit somewhere between... Uh, probably pre-sequel two. and three. Well, probably say somewhere between now and the Tales and three. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see if this actually turns out to be proper. I think they should, because it would generate a lot more hype for the um, the game. If it's free as well, that'd be even better. Well, you'd you'd think it would be um three for handsome collection owners because that's basically the whole entire package. Yeah. So anything else get added to that, then people with the handsome collection should be getting it for free. Uh, to be fair, I think it should be free across the board. No, I do as well, because, you know, you're basically adding new content for a game that was, like, nearly, nearly 10 years old now, is it? 2012. 2011, 2012. Seven years old. Yeah. So, so it's, getting on, it's getting on a bit. So you'd think that, oh, we'll do it. Yeah. You'd, you'd I'd, think, but... No, I don't know. Plus, with all the bad favour they've been getting with Epic Games stuff and all that recently, free DLC across the board, Steam and... Wherever it is, uh, that'd be great. <laughs> the the one problem we've got, which I'm going to roll into the next one with, is the Telltale Games. Um, their games are disappearing off Steam and good uh, GOG. Uh, currently not delisted or off Xbox or PlayStation, um, as far as I'm aware. And they're not coming off Epic Games, I don't think. But the problem they've got is that because Telltale Games went under, any exclusivity deal they had or rights deal they had to sell the game, uh, when that expires, who the fuck are they giving the money to? And are they allowed to sell the game still? So from like a legal standpoint, they've had to kind of like delist the game. They've said that they're going to honor anyone who's got the downloaded game already, already bought the game. Um, so like if you already own a copy of it in your Steam library and it's not installed, you can still install the Telltale games. Mm. Um, but you're not able to buy them anymore. Uh, which getting on to the Borderlands 2 thing, uh, the, the Tales from Borderland is canon to the story of Borderlands and Gearbox themselves are like, we really want to put this back up on Steam and everywhere else because it actually needs to be around for people to get the full story of the the Borderlands saga. Because it explains why people are missing uh, and why some things have happened and who the fuck are these guys that are going to be in Borderlands 3 that are main characters that everyone should know. Mm. Um, so it's interesting to see how that's happening because with them being bankrupt and that, like any money that's earned now on behalf of Telltale, they can't just hold it, I don't think. I don't know what the legality is of it all. I don't know if they can just put it in a pot and save it and then let people figure out where it goes to. I think they've just got to stop selling the stuff until it's sorted. Mm. Which is more harmful than good, really, to Telltale, because they're still not getting the money that they should be getting to pay their fucking staff members that went months without pay. Um, but 
yeah, it's interesting to see that disappearing um, from the Steam stores and other stores, potentially. Um, how this impacts in the future, I don't Because the final series of Walking Dead was done by Skybound, the guy who created Walking Dead, created the game studio, and that was where that came from. Swoop in and save. So yeah. Is he going to snatch all the Telltale games up and carry on, or? I'm trying to think. Did Telltale also do uh, Seven Days to Die? Was they a producer of that? I just can't remember. I don't know. But they've done game. They've done Game of Thrones. They've done uh, Back to the Future. They've done uh, Minecraft Story Mode. They've done <laughs> a Tales from Borderland. They've done the Walking Dead series. That's like five potential games that are all disappearing from uh, stores. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look up Seven Days. So Days Tonight, um, developed by the Fun Pimps, published by Telltale. Yeah. Now, yeah, they're publishers, so they don't have, actually have the right to it. They're just disputers. So yeah. the Thumb Pimps will be getting all the money for that. Now. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming someone will have picked that up and run with it. Yeah, they did say um, once they found out that Telltale went under... They- Another publisher to continue uh, publishing Seven Days Day on all platforms because I've got it on console. He's not had any updates for quite a while, so I'm a little disappointed because it's a good game. It's a good sandbox oh. game. So I can download frust- the demo. It's a, bit, it's a bit frustrating on console though because the controls are a little bit clunky. Yeah, I can download the demo for the final season of uh, The Walking Dead, but I can't buy it. Mm. Let me click on Telltale Games and see what. Uh, Stuff they've got. So the Batman series as well. I forgot about that. Batman. Uh, I can still buy that currently, but apparently they like the they are going to be disappearing off soon. I was about to say, what about um? Oh, here we go. At the request of the publisher, The Walking Dead: New Frontier is listed in the Steam Store and now not appear in search. But I can't buy it either. Mm. So there's certain games they've gone. Uh, and then there are people like, bring it back in the Steam store. Thumbs up. And then people are like, oh, don't play this, it's a waste of time. So there's actual things as well. But it's so... So hard. Go back. Uh, yeah, Tales from Borderland. I, uh, I can't buy that off Steam. Um, oh, wow. They did like Hector, Badge of Carnage, Puzzle Agent 1 and 2. Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us was really fucking great. Uh, Telltale Texas Hold'em. Oh, you can still buy that. Sam and Max. They did Sam and Max. Uh, mm. Yeah, it seems like it could be a, a thing where they're disappearing. And they might not come back. So, it's kind of a frustrating sort of thing that things are up in the air like that. But hopefully, like, Skybound or someone will step in and go, we'll buy the games. Right, so then put them back in. Or maybe even Epic will just go, we've got money! We'll help you out. What you've got to do is sell us yourself. To be fair, though, like I said with them, they are... Doing a blinder because they're they're not only like fighting the steam and their grip on how people are getting paid, but they're they're also just 
trying to make a new way of buying things. Um, how that works out, I don't know. Mm. And also, before we wrap up completely, I'd like to say, if you've noticed, there's been a lack of EA for the past couple of uh, podcasts. It's about, a month, about a month and a half, isn't it? I think. Yeah, we, we definitely think they are like going to be, hold my beer, and then they're going to come in with a fucking doozy. Because it's not far off, like, FIFA season, NBA, and... Hold my beer. I think I think you mean hold my beer truck, because they're gonna come. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're hold gonna, they're my, gonna come. Hold my brewery. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna come in. They're gonna come in swinging, like. Yeah. Because like the last thing we heard from them, they were getting fucked over loot boxes. Um, they lost the right. Was it no? Was it Activision or EA that had Destiny? Activision. Uh, Activision. Yeah, Activision. They um, they relinquished the rights to back to Bungie. I think it was. Yeah, um, still not going to know what's going on with that, but um, but yeah, EA, it's like they've gone into this like quiet mode. Apex Legends is just quietly making the money. Uh, Battlefield is not really doing much of anything. But uh, the 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 next game should be uh, Bad Company Three, by the way. Stop fucking around with World War One and Two. Um, oh, and don't make a Vietnam one. That's that's not. Don't need that. But um, I feel like they're gearing up for something stupid or great. They're either gonna come swinging out with some real good like product, or they're gonna slap us in the face with the dick of stupidity. Probably the latter. You know, yeah, it's like <laughs> I want to call this podcast now the dick of stupidity. But... What I mean that we can have the loot dick. Then you have to get charged. You slap by the loot dick. Yeah. Uh, but um, we want to slap you on dick, but you got to pay us four ninety nine for four ninety nine to get slapped in the face. Yeah, give us ten dollars for free slaps. Oh, I'm going fucking body. My connection has dropped hard. Yeah, mine's gone. I don't you love when fucking Discord has a shit. This is their end, by the way, because yeah. I have decent internet. You're fucking. Like solid Wi-Fi, so mm. it's not like a, a thing that should really fuck us. But never mind. Thanks, Discord. Um. But yeah. So yeah, you're gearing up for like something stupid. Uh, and we await that. But okay, let's let's get this fucker finished up. Um, well, an hour twenty-two. That's not bad. We've we've gone considering, definitely. Because then we talked about talked about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 15 topics and a little bit of a rant. Yeah. So, um, if you want to leave us questions for the podcast, I'm going into really like subtle calm mode now. Uh, you can leave us at uh, Twitter handle at lostg985 with the hashtag podcast or on Xbox. Are you going to Bob Ross on us now? Uh, kind of. It's not an accident. It's just full of little mistakes. <laughs> I've gone that done the wrong way around there. Um, <laughs> Also on Xbox at Dolphin Rapture, uh, ask him questions. Um, he's going to set up his Twitter. We've been after this now for the last four podcasts, and he's fucking not done it yet. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you want that to happen, let. Um, uh, if you've got any questions and stuff about us, podcast. Uh, your thoughts on what we're talking about, and we'll make sure we get that done. 
Um, or if you have to us to discuss, uh, yeah. drop, drop us a what a message through the Anchor app, which we can plug it in in the next podcast. We can hear it kind of semi-live as we're doing it. That was so smooth that you actually got that as well. That I was going to mention it, and you just rolled in there on it. I've gone like proper like in this late night, late night with Lars and Dolph, and now uh, the outro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah all right i'm gonna stop that now because i feel a bit pervy doing that yeah, I'm feeling a bit I, uncomfortable. I, yeah and it's like Dolph's like i don't know where to take Sweet my tokens in my ear yeah I, I don't, Dolph's like he doesn't know where to like undo his p- pants or fucking curl up into a ball so <laughs> so yeah all right we'll be back uh soon it'll be the 13th i think next one yeah, uh, if you're listening to this in the past and you're wondering what the fuck, uh, well, because I know there might be some people now that's listening through our back catalogue. Um, <laughs> I do apologise if you've got to hear and we suddenly became a decent podcast over the last like four or five. Uh, I'm sorry you had to go through some shit, some gold, and then some more shit. So that <laughs> um, no was perfect, but we do try our best. Yeah, uh, I'm still trying to get more guests. I keep nudging people early doors. I've done it like a week in advance and still just me and Dolph. Um, But hopefully Lal might make a return. I'll have to ask her very, very nicely and see how badly she tells me to fuck off. But hopefully July, August, we might have Lal appear for a couple. Um, I really wanted to. It would be fun to have her back scolding me. We might get a few of the other guys on. As well, we we'll, might just drag people in and go, you're with me now this month. We're recording. Uh-huh. <clears throat> also, by the way, June the... I'm going to look this up. I think it's June the 8th. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, let me find fucking... June the 8th. I think that was when the first proper podcast came out. No, June the 20th. Episode 1 came out june the 20th 2018 so june the 20th will be our one year anniversary of the podcast so uh to be fair that's probably about six months more than i would have initially gave it <laughs> and it's done, it's, done well, though. it's done a lot better than the spartans in pajamas the last time round when i did yeah and live streamed it on the on twitch because <laughs> that was fucking disastrous Although it was cool to have like people sat in the yacht and like pointing at people going, "You, what did you do this week?" And then like, it was a, a an abortive failure. But um, this has been more structured. This has been a lot more planned and a lot better. Uh, and yeah, thank you for the guys and girls who do listen to us every week and who do enjoy our shit. Um, you guys are awesome, and we'll be back soon. Uh, I've been yep. Los. I've been Dolphin Rapture. And we'll see you all next time.